0: Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. I'm here with Pastor Merritt and today we will be on Revelation Unveiled chapter 19 and beginning at the bottom of page 24 if you are following along in the outline. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1.9 as may or may not be
1: necessary. Thank you, Father, for providing provision for our study. Now we go to the book of the Revelation, chapter 19. There is great joy in heaven when Babylon is destroyed, for it signals the beginning of the end for the devil's world. We next get a description of the wedding supper of the Lamb when the church is introduced to Israel. And then comes the long-awaited event, the second advent of the King of Kings. Let's begin now with Revelation 19, beginning in verse 1. After I saw the destruction of Babylon and the resultant joy in heaven, I heard the roar of a great crowd in heaven exclaiming, Praise God! Deliverance and glory and power solely belongs to Jesus the Christ. For certain and just are all his judgments. He has condemned and judged ecumenical, political, and commercial Babylon, who for centuries corrupted the earth. He he is calling her to account for stealing the blood of his servants. At this point, John again heard from heaven, Hallelujah, for the omnipotent Lord God reigneth. The twenty-four elders, representing the raptured church-age saints and four special elect angels, all fell prostrate and worshipped the Christ, who was seated on the throne. The raptured saints of heaven cried out, Amen and Hallelujah. And out of the throne room in heaven came a voice praising God In fact, the voice demanded all of his servants, small and great, all who fear and respect him must praise his name. Revelation 9, 6. And then I heard what sounded like the shouting of a large crowd. It sounded much like the waves of a hundred oceans crashing on a rocky shore or like the crash of thunder from an approaching storm let us rejoice and be glad and honor him for the marriage has occurred and now he or we excuse me are ready to celebrate with a wedding banquet in honor of the lamb of god and his bride the church for she has made herself ready she is prepared because of her faith alone in christ alone She is permitted to wear her decorations on her uniform of glory. The uniform is made of the cleanest and whitest of fine linen. The angel, the angel then said to me, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb of God. And then he added, God himself has so stated. I, John, then fell down to worship the angel, but he rebuked me, saying, Get up and do not do that. I am a servant of God just like you and serve not only you, but all your brothers in Christ. The purpose of all prophecy is to describe the triumph and return of Jesus the Christ. Then I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a huge white horse the writer was called Faithful and true. It is said of him, He has come to judge with justice and to make war on those who refuse to call him Lord. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns, crowns of royalty. He had a name written on his forehead, He alone knew its meaning. Now then, let's talk about his clothing. He only knew its meaning. His eyes were like flames of fire, and then on his head were many crowns of his royalty. He had a name written on his forehead. He alone knew its meaning. Clearly displayed the word of God. The angelic armies of heaven, raised in finest, or dressed, excuse me, dressed in finest linen, white and clean, were following him. They too were riding on white horses. In his mouth, the Lord had a large executioner's sword with which to strike down the nations. He began slaughtering the armies of the nations, and so flowed their blood. It was like a man's treading a winepress. He treaded the winepress with fury and wrath of God Almighty Himself. And on his robe
0: and on his thigh was the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel whose brightness was in the, as the sun. He cried out to all the flesh-eating birds in a voice, which could be heard all over the world. Come to Israel, Edom and Babylon, gather together for the great supper of God. Here you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and mighty men, of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the Antichrist leading the world's kings, presidents, Prime ministers and their armies. They were moving slowly but surely toward the Middle East. The Antichrist had put together a global coalition for the sole purpose of making war against Israel, Christ, and his heavenly army. The Antichrist and his forces were coming into the west across the Mediterranean. The Arab forces were coming from the south, and the forces headquartered in Moscow moved a great armada south into the Holy Land. And finally, from the east came the Oriental hordes, all armies aching for combat. In cryptic fashion, only the result of the battle is described in this chapter. Carnage fit for the world's vultures. The defeat of the armies of the beast, however, is the prelude of the destruction of the beast himself and his minions. And then the Antichrist was captured together with his sidekick, the False Prophet. The false prophet who had been so convincing he had seduced many into worshiping the image of the antichrist and great numbers had followed his recommendation to take the mark of the beast. Both were cast into the lake of fire created for Satan and his demon subalterns. The rest of those who fought against the Lord at Jerusalem, Megiddo and Edom were killed by the Lord's executioner's sword. And all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. The population of Sheol, Hades, the Greeks called it, was greatly increased. It is here that all unbelievers must live in torment until their judgment before the great white throne. And that's chapter 19. Continue to pray for Pastor Merritt. He got us halfway through 19 before he had to get a rest on that back of his. It is slow going for him, but he was aching to get a lesson going, and here we are. Chapter 20, verse 1. Suddenly, I saw an angel coming down out of heaven. The angel was very similar to those earlier seen. This angel had a key to a large bottomless pit, and into his hand he held a large chain. The angel seized Satan and bound him with the chain and literally threw him into the terrible abyss. The lid to the great pit was locked and sealed. In the abyss, he could no longer delude the nations anymore. After a thousand years, however, I saw Satan set free, but only for a short time. I saw thrones upon which were seated those who had been given authority to assist Christ with his judgment. I saw Old Testament and certain kingdom-age saints rise from the dead. They were given new bodies to enjoy the millennium. Additionally, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their Christian testimonies. They had not worshipped the Antichrist, nor his image, and they had not received his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They too received a new body and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is called the first resurrection of the resurrection of life. But the rest of the dead, the unbelievers, were not removed from Sheol until the thousand years are over. This return of unbelievers is called the second resurrection. Blessed, happy, and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them. They will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Near the end of the thousand years, I saw God release Satan from the abyss. Satan immediately set out to deceive the leaders of the nations of the world. From the four corners of the earth, he gathers the armies of the world for the battle to strike down the Christ and his followers. The armies of the world again gather outside Jerusalem in vast numbers. A vast armada formed outside the city from where Christ ruled. Satan's kind of a slow learner. Military forces could be seen advancing toward the Middle East, intent on surrounding the city of Jerusalem. Before a shot could be fired, however, God sent fire down from heaven to devour Satan's forces. After the defeat of the military coalition, the devil who had deceived them was again thrown into the lake of fire where he joined his demon minions, the Antichrist and the false prophet. It is there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I, John, then saw a great white throne upon which the Lord Jesus Christ sat. Suddenly planet earth and the first and second heaven that surrounded the earth exploded and disappeared. And all those lined up in front of the great white throne could see there was no place for them to go. I then saw the unbelieving dead, great and small, standing before the throne. It was clear that there were two sets of books being used in the judgment. There was first the book of life, in which remained the names of God's elect. This book was used to make sure only unbelievers were being judged. I could not help but be impressed by the size of the second set of books, called the Books of Works. The unbelievers were judged according to what they had done to make themselves right with God. Every item of human good was found listed in the Books of Works. Besides each unbeliever's name were listed the things done in the flesh to impress our Lord. Needless to say, none of these things impressed the Christ. Every unbeliever, regardless of the manner of place or place of his death, was given up. All who had died without Christ were required to stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Each was judged according to their works. Both death and Hades were then cast into the lake of fire. This is called the second death or second resurrection to differentiate it from the first and blessed resurrection. Those whose names were not found written in the book of life were thrown into the lake of fire to join Satan, his minions, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Book of the Revelation, chapter 21. It is difficult to determine in chapters 21 and 22 if that being described is the new heaven and earth or the millennial heaven and earth. Chapter 21, verse 1. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and unlike that which had passed away, there was no sea. God was making clear that in eternity future, there would be no more nations to operate outside God's protocol. I was then given a panoramic view of the holy city, the new Jerusalem. It came down out of heaven, a gift from God. The city was beyond description, like a gorgeous bride prepared for her right man, adorned in the finest attire, quintessence of paltritude. It means beauty. Which Pastor Meredith told me means beauty. And I, John, heard a loud voice. The voice came from the area around the throne. Now the dwelling of God is with mankind, and I will live forever with them forever. And I will live with them forever. They will be my people, and I will be with them, and I will be their God. I will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. There will be no more mourning, nor crying, nor pain. For the old order of things have been hissed off the stage and is no more. Christ, who was seated on the throne, said, I am now making all things new and different. He then said to John, write what I'm about to say. My words are trustworthy, faithful, and true. Christ then looked directly at me and said, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To those who are thirsty, I will freely give them water to drink from the spring of the water of life. They shall drink freely. The water, I was reminded, represented the fulfillment of all the many promises of Christ, which are now complete. Christ again spoke. The person who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ shall inherit all things, and I will in the future be his God, and he shall be my son. But in contrast, the cowardly, those who are unconvinced of God's truths, those polluted with adulterous practices, those who murder, those practicing fornication and adultery, those dabbling in the occult and those who lie, They shall receive their part in the lake of burning sulfur. The seventh angel, who had dumped the seventh plague on planet earth, came over to me and said, Come here, John, and I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb of God. And I was taken away in the spirit to a great and high mountain where he pointed out the holy city of Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. The city glowed with the glory of God. Its brilliance was like that of a single giant precious jewel, bright and clear like a transcendent prism. The New Jerusalem had a high wall, more than 200 feet. It had 12 gates and an angel set atop each gate. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel in the following pattern. From the northwest corner, going from west to west, to east, Levi, Judah, and Reuben. From the northeast corner, going from north to south, Joseph, Benjamin, and Dan. From the southeast corner, going from east to west, Naphtali, Asher, and God. From the southwest corner, going from south to north, Simeon, Issachar, and Zebulun. There were three gates on the east side, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west side. The wall of the city had twelve foundations stationed under each gate, and under each foundation were the names of the twelve disciples, minus Judas Iscariot plus Paul. The seventh angel who took me away in the spirit had a measuring rod of gold with which he measured the city its gates, and its walls. The city was cubed shaped He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 1,342 miles on all sides. He measured the wall of the city as being 216 feet high. The walls were made of a clear jasper stone, cut and polished to the grade of a perfect diamond. And the city itself was made of pure gold, so pure that it gave the appearance of glass. The foundations of the city were made of various precious stones. The first foundation was jap- jasper, the second sapphire, The third chalcedony. the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx. the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth Amessized. The twelve gates were each made of giant single pearl. There was a special street which ran down the center of the city, the center of the city, which was made of pure gold, giving the appearance of transparent glass. I, John, looked but did not see a temple in the city. It, made it, it was clear to me that there was no need for a temple because the Father and the Son make redundant any need for a temple. The ritual had been replaced by the reality. The eternal New Jerusalem does not need the light of the sun nor the moon for the glory of God. The Lord Jesus Christ gave it its light. The Lamb of God was his perpetual lamp. The Gentiles will walk by his light. And those who had positions of prominence on planet Earth will bring their reputation and productions into the city. The gates of the city will also stand open wide. They will never be shut, for there will be no night and no reason to seal the city from those outside. Even the glory and honor of the Gentiles will enter with them. All Gentiles who glorified God will enter with their divine good. However, nothing impure or any impure person will enter the New Jerusalem. Only those who are positionally perfect, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of
1: Life. Ready for Book of the Revelation, Chapter Twenty Two. Then the seventh angel showed me the river of the water of life. Its waters were as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God, where both the Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ resided. The river ran down the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river grew the trees of life. The trees bore 12 delicious varieties of food, one for each month. The leaves of the trees when eaten provided a renewed one for each month. The leaves of the trees when eaten provided a renewed appreciation for life. In the New Jerusalem, there will no longer be a curse of planet Earth. The throne of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ was visible no matter where you moved about in the city. All of the citizens of the New Jerusalem knew their job was to serve the Father and the Son. The presence of the Father and the Son will pervade the entire city. In the new Jerusalem, I could see there would be no more need for the heavenly light bodies. The citizens of the city will not need that light, for the Lord himself will provide an abundance of light, and we as believers will reign in the new Jerusalem forever. At the end of the millennium, the new Jerusalem will appear above the new earth in the new heaven. The seventh angel said to me, The words and pictures provided to you are trustworthy and true. The Father sent his angel Gabriel to show you that which will one day come to pass. Once the eschatological events begin, they will occur in rapid-fire succession. Therefore, be alert, for these events will occur quickly. Blessed are all of those who perpetuate the words found in this book of the Revelation. I, John, was overwhelmed that I had been selected to hear and see these amazing things. I was so amazed that I fell down to worship the seventh angel who had been showing me the things to come. I was promptly rebuked. Do not do that. I, like you, am a ministering spirit to all who keeps the words of this book. We must all worship only the Father and His Son. The seventh angel then said, Do not seal up the words of this book. Why? Because the time is in fact near. Let the unbeliever who has rejected God's protocol keep on doing the wrong. The vile must continue to be vile. But as for the believer positive to the word, they must continue following God's protocol. Let those who are holy continue to be holy. Now, listen up and pay attention, for I am coming soon. I am bringing rewards to those who have produced divine good during the tribulation. The production of our brethren who lived during the tribulation must receive their crowns. And then the Christ said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed and happy are those who by faith alone in Christ alone have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. They have earned the right, earned the right to eat from the trees of life. Outside in the city, in hell, are the dogs, those who practice the occult, sexual immorality, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who practice lies and deceit. I, Jesus, have sent my angel Gabriel to give you this testimony. For the church is, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And then, in response to the Lord Jesus' statement, I heard a threefold invitation uttered by one, the Holy Spirit, two, the bride, and three, those who had earlier responded to God's grace invitation. It was a specific exhortation to those who might one day read about what I have seen and heard. It was similar to what our Lord had said while on earth. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Come, let him who hears say, Come. All who are thirsty, let them drink the water of life. In closing let me in closing, excuse me, let me warn those who have access to this book of the Revelation. If any if anyone adds anything to the revelation, God will place upon him the plagues described in the book. Or if anyone takes away anything written in this book, God himself will take away his share of the tree of life and his place in the New Jerusalem excuse me, New Jerusalem. All right, here we go. Verse 2220 as we near the end of the book. Jesus then announced, Yes, I am come soon. Amen. And I, John, responded, Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus, He be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. That Amen. Was, that was a terrific job. Uh, that concludes
0: Revelation Unveiled and Pastor Barrett and true trooper spirit got up to finish us off, and that was great. I thank him for doing that. Thank if anyone within the sound of our voice does not have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right where they are, all they have to do Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. We thank you for being with us. Look forward to having you back next time. Till then, so long. Thank you.